Welcome to the Chef of X podcast. Wait a minute. Are we recording already? No. Oh. Yes, yes we are. We are. But here's the thing. Wait, here's the why thing. are you not going to tell me? Because I'm telling you right now, all right? Relax. <laughs> so this is how it works. I record, mm-hmm. and then we just talk. But okay. here's the part you Wait. don't see. Wait, here's the thing. Okay, okay, here's the... Here's the. Didn't your mom want you to come back soon? Oh, no. She just said me to make sure you're home early so we can talk. Oh, fuck. Aren't you going to Oakland tonight? No. Oh, oh! I was supposed to go, and then my brother was like, "Oh, yesterday you were too turned up for that part, like kickback." So. So no, you're not. No, I, to go? I just hung up. <laughs> I didn't want to hear it. I don't like because I'm sensitive. I don't like to hear shit that I did when I was drunk. Yeah. I know so, how you feel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was it that came? Out? Oh yeah. So I'll record it, but then. I'll decide where the beginning is going to be. Okay. Because we might talk about aliens and then go into... So will you, like, edit it and, like, cut some shit out? No, I won't cut it out in the middle. That's the thing. I'll cut it out wherever the beginning is and wherever the end is, that gets cut off. Uh But then everything in the middle stays as is. (laughs) So, but the beauty is... So basically, I can't... See, the fucked part about this podcast (laughs) is that you can't have, like... I feel like, because this is going on the internet, right? Yeah, but the thing is, nobody listens. Don't worry. It's basically, it's the equivalent of... I mean, what if you get big one day, and then they're like, oh, let me see what he's doing. Let me see what John Pierre did when he was younger. Oh, my God. Oh, hell no. He's friendly. Get Brentley, bro. Bro, he's (laughs) Get Brentley. I'm not playing with these (laughs) Go for her. Go for her. Uh, Brentley. He's trying to be on the podcast. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea? Yeah. Aww. What music is playing right now? Uh, Sharon Jones. Sharon Jones. Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings. And the, and the Dab Kings? Dab Oh, Dab. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but she just died this year. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Second. She does that. She has like the best cover of all time. She does, she does This Land Is Your Land. Oh, yeah. I totally sold. Like, like, I mean, that's a stupid fucking song. <laughs> like, but it's good, huh? Like, the way she does it, yeah. Yeah. Is Strange Vine a, ve- a band? Yeah, it's a band that had a friend though. Oh. Yeah, they are. Uh, my friend's in it, he plays the drums and, and the piano is like an organ at the same time. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> That's cool, man. Fuji, too. I used to ride track bikes. Oh, did you? Yeah, I had a, uh, mer- uh, what is it? Mercier Kilo TT. Oh, I got okay. it from Bikes Direct. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like the same as the KHS flight. I've heard, I've heard. I am um, at the community surface right now down at Good Karma Bikes, so I'm just starting to learn about bikes. Ah. But I, I do know a good track like when I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fuji's a solid company, man. You're a lucky one. Alright, well, Sweet Pea, it's time to go, man. Yeah, girl, so... He's so tired, he wants to stay here. <laughs> she has a fucking car. Oh, she... It's her second day, she won't get in. Yeah, man, get him, get him a car. Got good music in there, uh, you know, windows. Living better than us, you don't have to park in the gray zone. See, these moments, this is what podcasting is all about. Yeah, I know. See, you're definitely going to put this in. Like, I know yeah, you are. No, we were well into the beginning. <laughs>
Actually, I'll reveal the, the big news while Sweet Pea is here. Okay. So the reason why... So, have you... You didn't look up the Chef of Vox podcast, did you? No. Oh, yeah, I forgot we talked about that. Yep. It's actually good because I realize, like, this is a weird time. For most people uh, that I'm, you know, podcasting with, they don't... They're not online, you know? They don't give a fuck about podcasts. They're not even from this generation. So, when I tell them, like... You know, I'm gonna reveal something. They, they they don't have the instinct to look things up. Mm-hmm. But I realized what I wanted to tell you actually is already out there. <laughs> I think our tagline is like uh, sloppy philosophical conversations, criminally insane stories. So what the fuck are you talking? Okay. So so in summary, in summary, the reason why I left school was to begin my career as a uh. criminal. But it was it was unintentional. What is going on, bro? Are you just trying to have like an interest, interesting like life story? So you just making stuff up? Like no, no, not that. But like you just trying to like let me make my life interesting. So let me be a criminal or something. No, uh, I was insane at the time. So I was. Have you heard of uh, John Nash? Uh, it sounds familiar. He's like the oh, beautiful mind character. Nash. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was a mathematician. Yeah. Who lost his mind. Well, you know, I was no. PhD mathematician, but I was, you know, a, a pretty solid student at, at one point, back when I was at Ruskegee, and um, like I said, I was I was really involved in a lot of things at the same time, um, and I basically just stressed myself out mm-hmm. till my brain cracked, and uh, and uh, I started. I mean, at the beginning, it was like deja vu, mm-hmm. you know. I've already done this before, and it was like a brand new experience. <laughs> and then in the middle of the beginning. Then it became paranoia mm-hmm. mixed with delusional thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, it was like supernatural. It was like an LSD trip for five Wait, months. Wait, are you high right now? I'm not high, no. <laughs> I don't do drugs. I don't do drugs. That's why I didn't go to that party. I mean, you I, don't... I don't go... Wait! I don't, I don't, you can't say that as a valid reason as to why you didn't go That is a valid reason. That's not... Well, you that's, could have okay. went to the party. You just okay, don't do okay, it. Okay, so here's a thing. And there was no drugs right, at the party. Right, you were right. just drinking. You're right. So you're you don't right. drink either? You're like I don't drink. Edge. Okay, first of all, this is this is going to show uh, how brainwashed I am. Oh, God. Alcohol is a drug. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's like an AANA thing. <laughs> but uh, no, the real reason is because they might I might be locked in a cage if I went to that party. What do you mean? Because I'm on probation. For, for my criminal behavior. Well, what did you do? I carjacked someone, and then I attempted to carjack some people in San Jose. Actually, the reverse order. I attempted to carjack three people in San Jose. Then I went to jail, as I should, right? But I'm still trapped in my mind, right? I'm still delusional. Um, borderline schizophrenia. Actually, my first diagnosis was schizophrenia, so schizophrenia. If you don't know if you're making this story up. <laughs> I know. This is and this is what I enjoy about the podcast. Is like, I get to see... Other people's reactions. Reactions. So that's to I'm like, are you just trying to like make this story up to see other people's reactions? Well, that's one of your reactions is that I know, I had a conversation with you yesterday. This must be fake, right? It seems so far off from what you know about me mm-hmm. thus far. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the true nature of uh, mental illness: is that if if you turn on a dime, then you probably are really delusional. You know, if you go from just trying to practice for your GRE. Um, to like spending a lot of money flying across the country, strong beliefs that people are trying to hunt you, um, grandiose beliefs about uh, your impact on the world or you know your 
Jesus' son or some shit like that, or, or like there are monsters or aliens. If all of a sudden you start believing these things, then you probably actually do have a mental health problem. And it turned out that I found out uh, it runs in my family, so it actually wasn't all that surprising anyway. But for me, it was hell of a surprise because when I was in jail, I was diagnosed and treated. And I slowly came back to sanity while I was in 23-hour lockdown in a different county. So 23 hours, you're in your own box. One hour, you get out. You can take a shower or make phone calls, and then you're back in your box. So it's, you know, you're living like an animal. And wait, I was insane at the same damn time. Wait, are you, wait, this is in Tuskegee, or is this... No, so I flew from Tuskegee. I withdrew. I had enough, you know, soundness of mind, I guess, to withdraw from Tuskegee first. Because for a couple of weeks, the voices were roughly telling me, like, you know you're about to get hunted, right? So why are you still, why are you not reacting to this? Mm -hmm. And uh, I at first just brushed it off, eh, you know, it's just my mind playing tricks on me. But as the psychosis develops, it becomes harder and harder to tell the difference between what's real and what's imaginary. So what originally was imaginary became real, which is that um, I'm learning the truth about the world and uh, I am actually being hunted and I am, these grandiose beliefs are true. And uh, this is the, the apocalypse basically for me. And it's a test for me to see what I would do uh, if I were in this horrific situation. Because the, the creepiest part of it all was that I was in a simulation. I didn't even believe that my, the life that I could directly observe was my real life. I thought it was a video game. And that when I died, I would finally get out of the video game. And a bunch of other supernatural-esque things, which ultimately... I, I will never say that I committed crimes because of the mental illness, but I will say that they changed the game such that you think that it's in your best interest to do something mm -hmm. that's, that it's not, you know? So... Um, so why did you hijack the cars? <laughs> Carjack. Carjack, hijack. Uh, know your crimes, okay? So Hijack's <laughs> like when you jack a plane, right? right. Okay. I wasn't high at the time either. But basically, um, I only did one, and the reason why I did was because it was the, the time that I carjacked for real versus uh -huh. just an attempt was the first night that I knew for sure that all of my delusions were the real world and that all the stuff before was the fake world. So it was the first moment where I 100% clicked over to crazy. Uh, there was no doubt anymore in my mind whether or not um, these experiences that I was having were the true nature of reality or just, you know, a false nature. Because you're dealing, what you're, when you're going into psychosis, you're dealing with the game of I have something in my hand and now it's behind my back. Yeah. Do I still have it in my hand? And what you're thinking is, yeah, I saw it when it was, yeah, so it's still there, you know? But the truth of the matter is you don't know. So even when you're not having the experience, you're always thinking maybe it's still true, but I just don't see it for whatever reason. And, um, and the same is going on with the real experiences. Eventually, the real experiences, you're thinking, wait, which one's behind the back? Which one's really there? What's going on? And, and, and part of it is a mental decision based on what you take as legitimate evidence, which could be hallucinations. Like, I had uh, auditory hallucinations, mm -hmm. which are where you hear things that aren't there. Yeah. Yeah, so 
Like the TV. <laughs> the TV was turned on. And uh, it was like, what are you doing in here? Get the fuck out. What's wrong with you? You know, you know, things of that nature. And wow. I'm like, can you turn the TV off, please? And I'm thinking everybody's hearing this. But, you know, So I feel like you're like in the sucking place or some shit. Like, get out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched Get Out and uh-huh. I was like, fuck this movie. Like, I don't, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have fucked around and watched this. Because, like, it, I'm like, it's, it's almost like I low-key have PTSD around certain <laughs> things that they're playing around with, certain themes yeah. in that movie. But anyhow, yeah, long story short, I'm criminally insane. Shout out, you know, hashtag, you know, whatever the fuck. But, so uh, wait, when does it affect you? Like, just randomly? So or? now, not at all. Um, Why, do it, you take pills or something? To, oh, like, yeah. I, I pop hella pills. <laughs> well, what do you do, though? Um, or it just goes away well, over time? Well, the thing was, so there are different uh, types of mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. And two big categories that are relevant to my breakdown are um, mood disorders and psychotic disorders. So bipolar disorder is a mood disorder. I'm bipolar. But what can happen is, you know, everybody knows about depression these days. You know, you're, you're, you're feeling down for extended periods of time. But mania, I, I don't think it's, it's as well known, and I certainly didn't know about it. It's kind of like, it seems like, you know, if you're sad, being happier than everybody should be great, right? And it is, but you also have extreme impulse control problems when you're manic. And um, basically, if you're manic for long enough, it can become psychotic. Mm-hmm. So in my case, that, that was the case. I was manic, and it, I was manic for really long. So it became psychotic. So then they put me on uh, schizophrenia med- medication, mm-hmm. which is an antipsychotic. And then I came back to normal. But then, uh, so they took me off those. Because when I met with a real psychiatrist, mm-hmm. like five months in, um, after I was on these antipsychotics, so they're like, you know, they're heavy downers. You're like, uh, you know, it's, it's lean on 10,000. Um, she's like, dude, these are going to fuck you up. Like, I don't think you're schizophrenic. I think that you just, like, put a little pressure on yourself. You seem like a solid student. Honestly, I've never seen anyone like you in this situation. Yeah. So I'm taking you off. And, like, worst case scenario, you are schizophrenic. The symptoms come back and we'll treat you and that's fine, right? Wow. But but I think you're not, so I'm taking you off. The other people are saying I should they should leave you on. Fuck them. I'm trying to help you out because like I, I read your profile and it doesn't make sense. Like you were a three seven engineering student ready for grad school. So uh, and suddenly you're trying to jack cars. <laughs> but um so after the antipsychotics, mm-hmm. then the only thing left is just observing my mood and uh, they caught me like trying to talk some guy into suicide, so they realized that uh, I have I probably have a mood disorder. <laughs> so uh, you should have talked some guy into suicide. Yeah, well, here's the thing. What I was telling him was, he was one of those guys that. And keep in mind, this is a psych hospital, so this is dangerous behavior because he's legitimately depressed, yeah. and I'm not taking that seriously because whatever. And he said something about like maybe I might just kill myself. And I was like, well, you know, maybe that's not such a bad thing. Like, is it really, is suicide? I think what I was saying was, I wasn't trying to talk him into suicide. I just wanted to discuss suicide more deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, not encouraging anybody, but just the idea of it. Just like a philosophical thing to play around with because I'm bored, you know? But, um, you know, they caught me. So they said, you might be depressed and not be aware of it but we're gonna 
And then some other guy told me who was bipolar, he was like, dude, if you're bipolar, don't let him put you on depression medication because it'll put you in a mania and that's what got you here. And mania is like, you know, you might end up killing somebody. So uh, I requested bipolar medication. And I was like, oh, wow. you know, I've heard a lot of stories and I know what my experiences were and I know I met, they educated me on the mental health symptoms mm -hmm. and I put my two cents in and the new psychiatrist was like, you know, I was thinking the same thing that I wasn't sure. So since you suggested it, we'll do that. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, it's been smooth sailing. You know, every once in a while, <laughs> I've had to bump it, bump it up if I was, you know, but. And now I'm back to, you know, now you're back cooking here. like Elon Musk. <laughs> 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 yeah, but it was a wild journey. And I, so. So what made you decide to stop um, car, car, carjacking? I never wanted to, actually. When I did, I did it, out, like, I was terrified while I was doing it. Mm -hmm. I thought that I have to do it. Like, if I don't do it, I'm fucked. I thought I was in, like, the Hunger Games, mm -hmm. where it's like you have to do evil shit because people are watching, mm -hmm. and they're kind of judging you based on how savage you are. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I didn't even want to do it. I mean, this is, I guess I already did the time, so this detail can't hurt me. But uh, I, I get in the car. I, I'm going to skip over the part that makes me seem crazy. But I say, get, get out of the car, right? No weapon. Just the bass in my voice. Just because you're black? Just because I'm Basically. black, right? I'm in Frisco. You know, I think, I don't know what their race was. but I What know time it was it? Black. It was like at night? It was at night, yeah. And uh, I get in, basically. They get out. You know, they just comply. So that's how it worked out. I didn't have to use any force. What? And then, uh, but the... You think you would have hit her or guy? What was it? I hope not, man. That's... So that's a, another topic, which is the morality of this. How do you deal with the fact that you know you've done horrific things while in psychosis? Or how do I deal with it? Mm -hmm. And I suspect that I don't... I don't consider the depth of it nearly as much as I should. And I think that... Like, I, I hope that as soon as possible I can grapple with the reality of my actions but in the present moment it's almost like a different life because I didn't even know I you know that the universe was the way that it was let alone like literally I was thinking why I remember there were several cars that went by uh -huh. and some of them were from businesses and I would think rationally and say oh that's a business I'm not gonna do that because like there's lawsuits or something and then immediately the follow-up thought was dude it's all like pixels this is all just data. These aren't even real people. What's wrong with you? Why are you acting like this is real when oh. you know that it's false? Yeah. Like, this was the conversation in my head at wow, the time. Wow, so interesting. So, it, it, like I said, it's difficult to tell what's real and what's not. So there were times where I was trying to be real, but in reality, I was dismissing what was actually real and only considering what was actually false. Mm -hmm. And I remember right before that happened, that was one of those times. Uh, because I remember those cars with businesses or whatever, taxis would drive by. Wow. And I think, you know, I actually thought the taxis were like a network against me for a moment. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. Wow. Like they were, like they were the... So why are you telling me all this? I think you asked something about, like, what did I... What oh, did I yesterday. Tuskegee. Yeah. Or Rusky, sorry. Rusky. <laughs> it's like the... Wait, so wait, but that happened in San Francisco. Yeah, I, mo I flew from Muskegee to San Francisco. But so so I mi I skipped some some parts. I flew over to San Francisco. Then I 
immediately came here to San Jose and got arrested not to by the San Jose State Police actually. So shout out to the San Jose State Police, keeping the people safe. You know, no, no beef or anything. I was in psychosis. Nah, I mean it's all good. <laughs> Blue lives matter or whatever the fuck. But uh, I was arrested here, and it was it was actually a pretty violent arrest. Um, <laughs> Wait, how did you get arrested? Like, how did this happen? Long story short. They uh, like where were you at? Like did they pull you over or? No, I was in the streets. I was just walking around, and I would, I just walked up to a car and knocked on the window and said, "Hey, uh, can I steal your car, please?" Maybe it didn't sound like that, but I asked them for their car, and they, you know, said no. Uh, but one guy actually defended himself and got away. And but then here's what happened: he came back. I, the unseasoned criminal. After I fail at uh, three carjackings, I sit down right at the crime scene, right? So, which would have been enough. But he comes back, and he's like, let's fight, because you tried to steal my car. Mm -hmm. So I fight this guy for a while. Somehow or another, let's assume that he's a, a you know, jujitsu master. <laughs> he gets me to the ground, and then the police come over, and, like, I'm already served platter by that time. I'm already tired yeah. and pinned on the ground. So they are handcuffing me and I'm screaming, crush my skull, crush my skull as loud as I can, right? I start howling like a wolf. I do a bunch of weird shit. And it's the first moment where I had a real supernatural experience besides the auditory hallucinations because I wasn't on drugs that night. And, oh no, I was on drugs that night. And uh, I literally thought, here's how twisted it was. So remember I said... I thought I was being hunted. Yeah. That's actually not entirely true. So, I thought I was... <coughs> I thought I was being tracked by my family members so that they could... Let me put it lightly and say torture me. <laughs> okay? So, I'm thinking, not only am I about to get tortured, but it's going to be my family members in there. That's just what they do for fun, is they have kids, and then they hunt them when they turn, like, 21 or something. Like, the most dangerous game mixed with incest mm -hmm. so uh so they're arresting me and i look up and i see the guy that i fought while i'm like getting handcuffed and i can swear it's one he's one of my uncles but here's the thing he doesn't look like my uncle at all i swear that my uncle is a shapeshifter who turned into this guy so anyhow wow that is really <coughs> crazy. Yeah, so they, they have to tase me a couple of times. They throw me in main jail. Then I'm there for a couple of weeks, and they're like, oh, you're like a good boy. So we're not going to lock you in here forever. We're going to send you on your own recognizance. OR, you have family in the area. One of them's a professor of something related to the law. Great. You have privilege. So they let me out. Is that your mom? No, no. You're just playing ringtones in the middle of my no, fucking no, story? No, I'm not. I'm listening, like, all the way, but... <laughs> So anyhow, they OR me, and that's how I get to San Francisco. They mm -hmm. release me from jail after these three carjackings. I get, you know, I go to Berkeley, um, and then that's when the TV thing happens. You know, my aunt turns on the TV, and I swear they're telling me, we warned you, you were going to get hunted and captured, and now you're fucking captured, you idiot. <laughs> so, then, so then I was like, oh, fuck this, and I just ran out of the house, and I didn't look back. Oh, I was wow. thinking, I was thinking like, dude, I'm going to die anyway. I I'd rather just die. Than be tortured. Like, the, I'm not gonna be 
So did this, you get... Like, I'm not going to play cat and mouse, but this is all in my head. I, I think that this is everybody else's in on this. So did you get raped when you were in jail? No, luckily, no. I didn't have to uh, rape anyone else either. But that's the ironic part, right? <laughs> the ironic part of all this. Okay, so... Yeah, that's that's how it all evolved, and then I, I I stole the car. I drive south. I get caught in another county. That's a whole story. But I end up in solitary in that county, and that's when I got psych meds. And then after I got psych meds, I slowly just came back to sanity. And then from there, I was like, oh, I gotta like go back to jail. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you gotta face the charges and everything. And I'm like, how much prison time am I looking at? They're like, oh, roughly. I mean, if you're good, like, three years, maybe. I'm like, fuck, dude, that's too many years, you know? And you know uh, how the court system is. Everything's wishy-washy. Most people, it's plea bargains. So that's just based on whatever they offer you. You don't know all the options. You just say, they'll give you a deal, and you say yes or no. And the next deal might be worse or better. You never know. It's a gamble. Okay, back to your cell. We'll get back to you in a month, and then we'll offer you a deal. And then, yeah, that's usually how the, wow. this process works. But I got, you know, I lucked up. And so you went three years or? No, I didn't have to go at all. Why? I don't know, but I'm not asking too many questions. Oh, wow. Yeah, they gave me a probation deal the first time for the for the actual carjacking. Mm -hmm. And then for the attempted, I had to come back to San Jose because I was out on OR. I never finished that case. So I came back. and uh, that the, When I came back, that was the first time I was really in jail because... I was in my own cell, you know, while I was in that other county. Then I went to a psych hospital, which was chill. Mm -hmm. And and then when I came back, I went to the main jail, which is kind of lax. But then I went to Elmwood, mm -hmm. which is Santa Clara County Prison. <laughs> and that's where they, they, they do prison politics. It's like, it's, it's a different world, but this just shows how institutionalized I am. In some ways, it's actually better. Because there's a clear set of rules and a clear set of consequences in most cases. So, uh, but it's just fucked up that you don't always know the rules. So sometimes wow. you could, I mean, I, but I got, somehow I made it through. I don't know what happened because I'm not from, I'm not from the streets, all right? I ain't about that life. I don't know shit about anything, but I know mathematics. I know how to learn shit. I know how to, you know. So how is, um... The first night there, like the first night's always the worst night in jail. No, it wasn't for me. The first night was chill. I mean, the only thing that was weird was that oh, you have to, uh, this is going to get into a touchy area. It's separated by race. Yeah, I've seen, I watch, uh, <laughs> what's that show called on Netflix? I don't know. I've, I've never watched any jail. Shit. I've just been to jail. I called? don't know. I wasn't interested in it before. Oh, I watched The New Black. Oh, I've heard of it, but I... Nah, I don't keep up. Oh. Yeah, so, so, so the first night, the one thing that I do remember is that, like, obviously I grew up listening to hip-hop. Yeah. And there's, you idolize a lot of different characters, and then when you grow older, sometimes you realize, oh, I don't really like those people, right? Uh -huh. So one thing that was always like that for me was pimping. Like, when I grew up, I was in Southern California, Snoop Dogg was the guy, right? Mm -hmm. But then I got older, and I realized it makes me sick to my stomach for some reason. So... The one night, that the first night I was there, I'm with the brother, so it's majority. There's a lot more pimps, you know, than other other groups. So, uh, or I was considered a brother. I'm not trying to say I'm repping or anything. Uh, but uh, 
there were I just remember everybody talking about selling pussy the first night and I was like what man this heck? is wild this is a crazy story yeah where, where people were like yeah man this is how you this is how you get a bitch whatever you know whatever so I, I just I, it was a little awkward but it wasn't that big of a deal and oh and there was another funny thing was uh, they were like okay uh, who are you I'm like JP and uh, they asked a bunch of other questions and at, at one point somebody well, they asked you like what are you in here for right yeah 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 let me see your paperwork whatever make sure you're not a sex criminal um, so oh you had to show them paperwork I did yeah yeah but I, I would have, whether I had to or not, just because I don't want any problems. I don't want it to seem like I'm hiding something. But, um, and my paperwork was solid. I had nothing to hide. So, <clears throat> so uh, at one point, somebody cut him off and said, hold up, are you a college boy? And I was like, yes, I'm a college boy. I guess I've attended a university. So somebody else is like, what university you go to, man? And I'm like, uh, Ruskegee. And he's like, Ruskegee? One of my bitches go to Ruskegee, man. And I remember like, oh, you know what? Like, I feel like I can deal with these people, you know? <laughs> these people. I know. Why you say these people? I feel like, like I can deal with my new uh, roommates, to put it in, uh, you know, the extreme euphemism for being in jail. Yeah, these are my roommates. Yeah, so, you know, long story short, I, I very much, uh, most of my energy that went into kind of academic thought had to be transferred into entertainment because that's the only way I could communicate with uh, the majority of people there was that I couldn't just sit down and have a podcast worthy conversation I I had to be uh, entertaining if I wanted to say something mm -hmm. so I did what you should do when you go to jail <laughs> I wrote rap music <laughs> and uh, I basically made an album that was uh, just a series of reality raps uh, and, and it wasn't I didn't do it with the purpose of making that but I did it because that day I wanted to talk about that stuff and I just had you know over 30 of those days so I had that many songs but uh, when I got out now I'm in the situation where I'm like oh well I have the credit so I, I want to just finish school and you know go to grad school and continue mm -hmm. but there are these other hurdles now and the biggest one believe it or not is timing um, you have to apply at one point of the year for the next year for university and, you know, transferring from a, a CC, that's a whole thing. Tra uh, another thing was since I went to school in Alabama, not all of the credits, uh, they, they don't have the same curriculum, so I had to take a public speech class okay. to even be transfer eligible, even though yeah. I had hella credits. Uh -huh. And then even after that, I'm, you know, the timing's off. So most of my energy during the day uh -huh. is just spent doing creative projects and, uh, trying to creep back into the academic world of ideas but I have the habits of an inmate of writing raps and of being an entertainer so uh, you met me kind of at a middle ground mm -hmm. <laughs> okay yeah which is what makes the podcast interesting because a lot of the people I mean I, I, I'm, I'm required by the court to uh, go to therapy because mm -hmm. I qualify for like a mental health criminal thing so how long do you go to the therapy for how long you mean during the week or total the, the week. when I when how how many years am I gonna have to do this no, before just they during the week. So during the week, roughly uh, an hour and a half, three days a week. So mm -hmm. not that not that much. But sometimes it gets in the way of classes and this and yeah. that. So but but it, it's cool. Like I can get to De Anza and my therapy pretty whatever. So I'm gonna go tomorrow so in the do morning. So where you live in Cupertino? No, no, uh, Willow Glen. Oh. I probably said too much. Maybe 
Well, not. Yeah, you probably did it <laughs> on this thing. So. Well, I'll be moved by it. I could just air this super late, so I'll be at a, a different spot. Okay. But, um, yeah, so uh, I'm going to be hosting, or I'll go to therapy tomorrow and then be hosting the Black Club, which is what I call the BLC. <laughs> I'll be hosting a Black Club event that same day. So it's not like outrageous scheduling, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it's reasonable. And honestly, therapy in general, or spe- let me not call it therapy, but having times when you come together specifically to speak about your emotions mm-hmm. and, uh, and about trauma and about uh, like PTSD and um, triggers and things like that. Uh, is is very uh, like I would pay for that. It's really even when I don't share things, it's a fulfilling <laughs> yeah. way to spend my time. And and it's with like prison dudes too. So that's so. What extra did you do fun. in prison? You just read. I didn't a go lot. to prison. Or jail. I'm sorry. Jail. What did you do? You just read a lot and rapped, like wrote rap lyrics. Yeah. So I had what we call a program, mm-hmm. which is your routine. And for some groups, you have to do their program. Right? You have to do X amount of burpees or whatever in the morning, and then you got you got to brush your teeth at a certain time. But for my group, we didn't have that. It was pretty much lax, you know? Yeah. They said, as long as you don't disrespect anybody, mm-hmm. everything's all good, you know? So um, what I would do is the center of my day, there were two big points in my day, maybe three. Mm-hmm. The first was reading the newspaper. So believe it or not, we got the newspaper in the morning, the Mercury News. Yeah, so uh, I'd read uh, the business section and the comics and sometimes some of the editorial stuff, but I would pick and choose. Uh, But definitely the business section and the comics every day. But the problem was the business section is connected to the sports and the comics are connected to what the Black Club is a big fan of, the horoscopes. So these the sports and the horoscopes are in high demand. Yeah. So if I woke up late, they could have ripped out the horoscopes or something or used it to but mop you don't up like water. Horoscopes though, right? I, no, but I like the comics and they're connected. So oh, if you, I see, if I you see, damage see. one then or if you just take one and put it under your bunk yeah. so no one can find it, then I'm fucked out of a whole day of, you know, that type <laughs> of, of laughter. Yeah, yeah, of, of laughter of and also of just connection to the outside world yeah. and connection to the world. It, it, it's something that stimulates the mind, the newspaper, you know? And that's something that even the TV can't do to that extreme although I, I became a fan of Naked and Afraid while I was in there on MTV? yeah and I don't so know if it's on MTV TV? we had surprisingly nice TV wait where like is it like in the living room? it's well the whole place is like a living room well like where, where it's is one the TV? big room you know so it's kind of so like so you just go in there whenever you want or how does that no, work? no uh, only when you're allowed to and the trustees have special privileges they're like the people who clean up usually they have seniority they've been there for longer or whatever uh, they know more people so it, it's all wheeling and dealing you know if you know one of the trustees maybe you can sneak over there if it's if a certain guard is on shift and you know they're more lax and you can get away with more etc etc so largely what you're doing or what I was doing is learning the game mm-hmm. of uh, what it is that you do to keep yourself occupied and it actually it's no it's not that far off from regular society there are people who are running businesses. There are people who are gambling. Um, there are people who are obsessing over sports. There are people who are fitness coaches. Um, wow. Other people who are artists. Um, 
other people who have been to college, uh, there was this guy who was a hacker from Stanford in there. What? Yeah, and he oh. was telling me about, you know... Not how, but like, why was he in there? I Actually, I don't know why he was in there, actually. Uh, I, I know some of the things he was involved in, but... Uh, what When we would connect, one of the crazy things about jail is something that they say happens in college, which is that you you mingle with people that you wouldn't otherwise mingle with. And on one hand, it completely degrades your standards. But on another hand, it highlights the humanity in people over their shortcomings. So when I, you speak about, you know, what, what, what was his crime, for some people, their crime was interesting. Like probably the closest people to my best friends, some of the closest people to my best friends I met because of their crimes and I thought it was cool so I asked him about it. Mm-hmm. Not cool, crime isn't cool, well, whatever. But it was interesting because, yeah. you know, some people were living large right before they, you know, some people were, yeah, so I don't know what his crime was because whenever I spoke to him it was about Juicy J or LSD because those were the things we enjoyed speaking about. Yeah. You know, he would always want to tell me a story about uh, LSD or we both were fans of Juicy J so we would try to see how many how much lyrics we had between the two of us and again there's no radio there's tv but no radio so the only way you hear a new song to speak about the importance of writing music only way you hear something new is if a new artist comes in the pod Mm -hmm. and they might leave any day so what can you watch on tv a lot of stuff we had cable we had fx That, that was crazy i watched atlanta while i was in jail what? That so was crazy. I was like, whoa, Gambino, that's crazy. So while Atlanta was on, <laughs> you watched. Also, you just got out. Yeah. Yesterday. No. Dun, dun, dun. When did you get out? Maybe that might be too. Uh, let's say the beginning of the year. Wow. So right when you got in a car accident, I got out of one. <laughs> wow. But I feel like... Uh, the last month has been a pretty normal month. Mm-hmm. So you're bored again? Or you no, 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 okay. no. It's that it's been normal with respect to the fact that I, when I was out of jail, let me put it like this. So when your parents found out, were they pissed? I'm not in contact with my parents. Oh, you don't which, talk to them at all? No, not at all. You don't ever go down to LA? Well, I was raised by my aunt and my uncle, uh-huh. but even then I don't talk to that often. So, so, the, so your aunt knocked up, didn't they find out? They did find out, yeah. And were they like, oh my God, JP, what's... Well, I don't think they were surprised. <laughs> really? No, it's genetic. My mom was basically... From what I heard, she had psychotic symptoms. But I didn't grow up with my mom, so I didn't know any of this. So I found out, like, while I was recovering. <laughs> but then, I, you know, it's, 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 it's just one of those things where... That is the norm if mental health is really, it really runs in your family. Mm-hmm. It's not only that it repeats itself, but also that it's difficult to speak about. And perhaps that's part of the reason why I'm obsessed with speaking about it in a recorded format, that I want to perfect it because I think it really could help in the long term, not just me, but a lot of other people to be aware of these things. For instance, we broke down psychotic versus uh, mood disorders. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure that most people are aware of that. So, who better to explain it than a criminally insane wannabe philosopher? <laughs> wannabe philosopher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout out to the streets. You feel me? 
Why did you get involved with the Black Club? I want to speak about at least a few black issues because... Black Club? I, I'm, I'm not part of the BLC, I told you. You, I thought you said you came out here to go to the BLC no. thing because you felt like it was such a you family connection. You listening to me. No. Okay, I well, please clarify, that. all right? I, I'm part of the BSU in Northridge, but sometimes I come, I'm like, I always somehow go to the reunions at the BLC. Like, whenever I just decide to come back and visit, I'm like, oh, I'll just, like, my brother hit me. I'm like, hey, do you want to, like, are you out here? I'm like, oh, yeah, or I'll hit him up, whatever. And he's like, oh, do you want to go to this black BLC thing? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. So that's what happened yesterday. So why did you leave early? Why didn't you just enjoy your graduation? Oh, that's a whole story. Uh, all right, so basically, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. But See, that's what I love. I love that you use sound crazy. Because also the goal is, if I tell this story first, now nothing that you say mm-hmm. right, is, is really going to be too out there. Yeah, yeah, true. So, <laughs> so it could make the guests more comfortable, perhaps. That's true. Um, my freshman year college everything was cool it was good and then we have our own track counselor so they 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 do like um or sports counselors so they do our own like like how many credits how many units we need what classes to take we each have to sign up for the classes whenever like it's ready to like whenever you're ready to sign up well because we have like um what's it called not primary registration i can't think of the word yeah early registration yeah i know what you mean yeah and priority priority yeah priority registration so I signed up every year, freshman, sophomore year. I had to take some classes in the summer. And then um, it was my senior year, and it was, like, fall of that senior year. And I talked to the counselor. I'm like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to graduate, right, in May. Yeah. And um, the counselor was just, like, looking at my – she was looking at my DPR. And then she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you'll graduate. And then it was, like, December and January came along. And um, – I was like, hey, I'm going to graduate, right? Like, in May, I'm good. And then she, she was just like, oh, actually, I'm looking at your DPR right now, and you're not going to be done by next fall, so you're not going to be able to walk the stage in May. So then I'm like, oh, shit, because I already told my parents. Because, you know, like, yeah. I come home from winter break. So yeah. then I tell them, oh, yeah, I'm, you know. Uh, it was, like, right when I got back from winter break. That's so when she told me. She's like, oh, actually, um, you can't you can't really you can't graduate in May. You're not going to be, be able to walk. So I literally lived out that whole semester and I was like stressing because I was like telling everybody I'm going to have to graduate, <laughs> tell my mom, tell my dad. Stressing. Yeah, I was stressed. Tell my mom, tell my dad, tell my grandma, tell my grandpa. I told everybody I'm about to be done in May, I'm about to walk. And when I came back, they were like, oh, you can't walk until this year, like this 2017. Yeah. So I was like, I was really stressed because I, I wasn't in track that year because I got hurt. Um. And then... Um, and then I, I, I thought I was going to graduate, but I actually didn't want to graduate because I wanted to, I have one more year of track, so I, yeah. then I wanted to finish that one. Actually, I just finished, like, last week. So then I was like, shit, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. So I went to some friends that, like, weren't on the track team, just some friends that I knew around campus. And I was, like, stressed. I was like, shit, I don't know what to do. Like, fuck, I don't know. And we literally get high together. Like, I'm like, one time, like, we dabbed. Yeah. And I was just stressed. I was stressed as fuck. I was like, shit. And then, like, my one, my one friend, his name was Raul, he like walked out the whole scenario and in that moment I knew I was like I'm not gonna tell my parents because like we were high and he was like oh man yeah Sydney's gonna call her dad and be like hey dad I'm sorry but I'm not gonna graduate this May and then you're gonna be crying my dad and then your dad's gonna be like oh wait why aren't you gonna graduate and then I'm just gonna be like oh because <laughs> like, I, I read the schedule wrong or my counselor messed up and I can't graduate until May like he literally walked through the whole, the whole scenario and I was like, at that moment, I was like, I'm not telling my dad. Because wow. that's exactly what's going to happen. So, 
last year I did black grad. Black grad is just like for a black graduate, like black students that's gonna graduate. So I paid sixty five dollars to the black graduation, and they don't black grad. They don't care. Like they don't. They don't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So <laughs> black grad. I've never heard of this. You've never concept. heard of black grad? No. This is this. I when I said I wanted to speak about black topics, I, I it's I didn't a black know, topic. Too. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So you're saying that at your school they have a they fake have graduation for only black people? No, you, white people can join too. It's not like only black, but it's just to celebrate black people graduating. But you're not graduating. Why would they not I care did, about the I standards? Wasn't. No, no. You know what? That's the thing. Okay, so let me finish. So they, um, I, I, I signed up for the black grad. I was like, okay, um, I paid my sixty-five dollars. And then I'm like, and then I asked the lady, like, oh, do you guys check, um, like, the DPR, like, the degree progress report? And then she's like, oh, yeah, we looked through it. So then, so then I turned it in. And then I was at work one day, and then the black grad, like, the black student union thing, they yeah. called me. Like, hey, are you sure you're graduating? And then I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm graduating. I'm, I'm graduating. And then um, they were just like, um, like oh, oh, okay, okay. So then I was like, okay, cool. So then, um. I told my, 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 like, I was telling everybody about this story, and then, like, it was funny because one of my good friends, she was just like, why don't you just tell your parents the day before black grad? I was like, you want me to tell them right now? They're already packed and ready. Yeah. So they drove all the way down from San Jose to Northridge, and I walked, I walked the stage. So do they, they know that it was just a black grad? But yeah, they, I said, that, yeah, you guys are just going to go to black grad, because the real graduation would have been, it's a week after. Yeah. So, like, this is the same thing as last, like, this year. So, like, last week was black grad, and then today, or yesterday, was my real black, like, graduation. But I didn't want to stay, I don't want them to stay for a week, and so I was like, you know, and I couldn't graduate, like, yeah. do the real graduation, because yeah, I wasn't yeah. really graduating. <laughs> so, I did that. <laughs> so, you did the black grad early. Yeah. And then you finished classes. I'm done now. Yeah, I'm, I'm just now done. And then, because you did the black grad, now... You feel that you shouldn't do the real yeah. graduation. Well, who's gonna be there for me? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, and I guess you do it yeah. for other people. Yeah, exactly. Like I can't tell my mom, "Hey, mom, I got my graduate in one year." Like you yeah, know, yeah, I got my master's in a year. Like, I'm not gonna lie. So to they still again. think that it that no. the black grad was the real grad. <laughs> no, no, I don't know what that's they think. Up. I, at this don't point, you think that's a little fucked up? It is, but hey, I did not want. I, <laughs> I know I can't. I can't hear the disappointment. I feel like I would kind of. I messed up a lot. And I feel like I couldn't hear that disappointment again. Like, cause, so here's the story. Would you ever tell them down the line? Oh, I think they kind of know now, but I don't know. Maybe when I'm dirty or something. But this is the really part I, I That's fucked intense. up. Yeah. Like, um, I hate talking about this, but I got like I got recruited to go to Northridge, and I got like a full ride scholarship. Yeah. So there's a, a deadline to like where you need to sign the letter of intent, and it's two weeks. And I remember it was like February 16th. And then I called Northridge, like the coach. Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, I'm going to sign to Northridge. And then they were like, oh, okay, yeah, that's good. Um, and then like the coach looks at the schedule and like, oh, you didn't sign it on time. And he's like, oh. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, okay, what does this mean? So then they like, reduced my scholarship by like 50%. So all they paid for was tuition and books. But I had everything else. I had tuition, books, room and board, everything covered. But so I only got tuition and books. And my dad had to pay for like, yeah, um, yeah he had to pay for the rent. Yeah. I felt so bad. Yeah, that is. So yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna disappoint him again. Yeah, I'm not gonna I do see it. What you mean. So I was like, let me just tell you, I'm like, God, just come to my graduation. It'll be good. It'll be fun. And it was fun. It was good. It was a good time. I was like stressed, but yeah. that was my one of my most stressful. Yeah, that was the worst year I've ever had. 
I feel like because I was just stressing and then I lived on top of that I lived in the living room which is the worst decision I decided to make because like, <laughs> it was way cheaper but I wasn't paying it so yeah, why would yeah, it matter yeah. for me but I just because I couldn't stand like one of the girls in my old place well I live there now but whatever fuck it like she brought out a knife <laughs> on like my roommate Oh. and I was like oh hell no like it got what was real. the reason uh, one of the girls she just likes to provoke stuff and she likes to like instigate sometimes and sometimes she doesn't know how to talk to people yeah and like she doesn't like, I don't think she understands like her tone like her level of tone like when she's like getting mad and like I'm like well why are you coming at people like that like cause yeah, they're gonna yeah. react you know defensively if you come at them a certain way and I, don't, I just don't think she understands that and she was like that one of the girls she was just like fuck it <laughs> Yeah. She was about to step her. I was like, oh, hell, now I gotta get the fuck out of here. But we all had our own rooms. <laughs> there's an interesting there's an interesting relationship between truth and trying to satisfy the people that we care about. Uh-huh. Because on one hand, yes, you should do everything that you can to satisfy the people that you care about. But on some level, mm-hmm. they'll be satisfied if you tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. And... It almost seems like the balance depends on the mutual agreement, uh, the, the mutual value of truth. And if everybody decides they just don't value truth, you know, shout out to fake news. Well, <laughs> I graduated though, so I'm done. You did graduate. I got my yeah. degree. Well, I mean, I'm speaking on a more grand okay. thing than just well, your it's degree. Not like I okay? had a, it's not like I had a kid and it's like, hey, I'm, I'm hiding it from you I long. know. I wasn't even, it wasn't even a comment on your story. <laughs> okay. It was inspired by your story, All but right. you're right. I agree with you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, I graduated, so. We're at 49. We're at 49 minutes. Yeah, that's solid if you want. All right. All right. Oh, wait. So, if that's the case, I'm going to end it with the most important question in the universe. What's the this? most important question in ready? the universe. Yeah. <laughs> solid or squishy? <laughs> I don't know what this means. It's, you give it meaning. Uh, so I either pick between solid or squishy? In what context? Like, what do we... You pick the context. Hmm. That's hard. It is. It is kind of hard. I don't know what we're talking about. It's whatever, it's whatever you want to talk about. But those are the two options. It's supposed to be abstract. I want to, I'm going to choose solid. Solid. That's correct. I mean, that's right. <laughs> I'm a real tigger. I got triggers. Dip her in honey. I will lick her like Pooh Bear. I'm too rare. You care bears. Your crew scared. Tape here when the fam's near. Cheap shit. That's out. Weekends in the kitchen. Off the deep end, but I'm living. Ooh. Cleaner than soap box. The Chef of X podcast. Mmm, delicious.